0: And welcome to another episode of Random Thoughts of a Traveling Salesman. All right, so this this episode, and I will make sure that it is in the title, is going to be semi not safe for work. And I wanted to do that because most of my content, I try to I, I try to be as you know as, as clean as po- as possible so that, you know, anybody can enjoy it. Anybody can, you know, consume my content. But I, I do realize that, you know, the, the content that I'm creating is not going to be for, you know, younger kids. I, what, what eight year old out there is going to be super excited to hear about some, you know, the old guy talking about, you know, traveling sales, something that they, they cannot relate to. And so, as the celebration of the halfway point of this this podcast. And the, the way that I'm saying that is, so this is episode number 10, officially episode number 10. I have thrown in a couple of bonus episodes and I will continue to do so because essentially what I'm trying to look for is 20 solid episodes of content. And then I will probably do a total of six bonus episodes throughout the course of time. Which essentially puts me at one episode every every other week, so that I can you know again kind of stay on on track the you know the bonus episodes I might throw in here and there just to give myself a little bit of extra time to uh, you know come up with uh, you know something that I think is is you know quality content for you guys and again I thank you so much for being here and so uh, let's talk about what I wanted to get into and that is vices. So, and no, I'm not talking about the things that you use to, uh, that you attach to your workbench and that you use to hold things that you're trying to work on. No, I'm talking more about the things that people in my line of work use to unwind, to take the edge off. And while I am in a, a very good place in my life right now, I I have vices of my own. I think we all do. I think we all have, you know, different things that we do uh to just hit reset. You know what I mean? Just just to clear your brain or maybe mess it up a little bit. So um you know the the thing is uh, you know being in in kind of the the sales realm, it is very easy to succumb to temptation. And uh there is there is this kind of mentality too of uh you know peer pressure and you don't want to be the square of the group so and and that's fine i mean you know don't don't ever feel pressured to do something that you're not willing to do because your colleagues your peers are are going to do it you should stand your ground be super nice about it, super chill, and just let them know. I mean, I, I hate I hate saying this because it sounds just like the uh, you know say no to drugs uh, campaign. You know, the dare, which was you know, just just say no. You know, and that's and that's fine. Yeah, you can just say no. But uh, the the one thing that I that I do want to say is you know I I hope that if you do go down the pathway of you know mm, vices and and you know some weird some weird crap. I, I, I hope that you can realize at one point if it is starting to control your life. and if that's the case, you need to pump the brakes, you need to, you need to get some help and you need to get off what you're doing. And I, I've, I've had a moment like that in my life. Uh, I have a, a, a couple of friends actually that in the same industry have done that as well. And I think it's great uh, because I've also seen people that just you know kind of ignore the situation. And uh, they are just not there's not in, 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 in a great way right now. So I, I'm gonna start off by saying I, I, I easily, the one of the bigger vices out there is uh, alcohol, getting drunk, consuming you know, copious amounts of booze. I, I've done it in the past. I it, It's kind of a part of the party experience. It's a part of, you know, taking somebody out to dinner. If you're the person that does not get a cocktail when you are out at a business meeting, people are going to ask you questions about why that is. And if you, no matter what you say, there's going to be somebody in the group that will say something super ignorant. And that's okay. You know, it's fine. They're they're just insecure in the, in their own way. I have a perfect example of this. I had a buddy that was kind of a booze hound and I mean, it it happens, you know, you, you get into that idea of, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to drink. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to just party it up and it's going to be awesome. The problem is he was bringing that home too. And he was, you know, on the weekends, he was, you know, burning through a, a 12 pack or an 18 pack of your standard domestic light beer and, not even batting an eye you know cut the grass have have you know quite a few beers you know just to unwind and he didn't really think anything of it you know yeah he put on a little bit of weight but you know that's that's the that's the beer gut you know it happens you know sometimes that's just kind of the result and if you're cool with it and if you're you know your your spouse your partner you know whatever if they're cool with it then you know sure you don't really have to change anything unless your doctor says hey stop it you're killing yourself and even then you, you may not want to listen to them because you know second opinions man um so uh, you know he was he was kind of a, he was kind of a boozer he was kind of a booze hound and you know it was okay um the interesting thing and and I found this out actually relatively recently uh, i i found out kind of the reason why this was so when he was at home he was drinking just like a a crap ton of beers and then when he would go out on you know company trips you know everyone's getting together And, you know, everyone's drinking, you know, having a good time, trying to unwind the first time, especially from a traveling sales perspective. It's the first time that the whole sales team has been in one room and it was a year since the previous time. So it is it's really cool to have that experience because you're actually excited to see your coworkers and and you're excited to swap stories and and talk about things. And, you know, people that you don't talk to for months or, you know, for weeks or for months on end, you're seeing them again and, and you do get. This kind of fun reconnection with them. But yeah, of course there's copious amounts of alcohol and people are are constantly just handing you more and more and more and more and more. Sometimes it's not even you that's actively going up to the bar or to the cooler or, you know, whatever, grabbing something else. It's literally someone else that's a part of the group will go grab one for everybody and then they hand it to you and what are you going to do? You don't want to seem like the weird guy, so... You slam whatever you have left in your cup or can or bottle, and then you start in on the other one. It happens. And then one thing leads to another, and you're kind of shit-faced at some point. So, okay. So, you know, my my buddy was having these, these problems, and the issue was, you know, when he was at home, he would, you know, have a bunch. And then when he went to these work outings, he wouldn't have as much, but he would—he would get completely ridiculous. So on multiple occasions, he was saying stuff to you know his boss or to a VP or the president slash CEO of the company, and and saying some shit that he really shouldn't be saying. You know, again, nothing you know direct hate, but uh, overconfident, cocky. You know, suggestions about things that he really shouldn't be talking about. And thankfully, for his sake, most of the, uh, you know, the, the bosses, the higher ups at that point were also, you know, kind of a little, little shwasted. So they really didn't think much of it. And, and but yet at the same time, you know, my, my buddy was just constantly in his own head about it, freaking out about it the next day. You know, we'd sit. And sort of talk over breakfast, which, you know, usually consisted of, you know, uh, vitamin C, maybe Pedialyte or Gatorade and a, a very large coffee, usually, you know, with no sugar or cream or anything like that. But, yeah, just trying to sort of recount the the, you know, what happened the night before, the day before and kind of analyze it and say, hey, man, well, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have said this, but... Keep your distance and uh, maybe just don't go, just don't go ham tonight. Okay, like that. I mean, these are real conversations that that I've that I've had with people, and and you know, sh- shit happens. In the beginning of of my experiences, I kind of did the same thing. I, I'm I'm not one of those people that is overly critical of others, but I will say some stupid shit when I am wasted, and it's more it's more from like a weird creative perspective. I think at one point, I got into an argument with someone because they kept their peanut butter in the fridge and I kept mine in the the pantry. Uh, so again, I, I don't know why I got into an argument with this person over something so stupid, but again, it was because i I was I was i was I was gone. so anyway, uh, this sort of continued to happen. And recently I, I was you know just kind of you know, dicking around on the internet and I, I found that the reason that this happens, so this this actually happens with uh, people like like drug addicts, like people who do heroin. So if you are in the same space every single time. so if you have yourself a ritual for when you are going to you know shoot up, do drugs, whatever, your, your body recognizes that and it realizes okay i am in you know my my favorite chair i have you know i turned this music on you know all this your body is is realizing what's going on and it is preparing itself for you to to do to do the drugs and so that's why you kind of build up a tolerance and you know it just keeps you know building 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 and then one time, you choose. Hey, I'm gonna go hang out with my buddy Tommy, and we're gonna we're gonna do drugs in the park. Sorry that I I sound kind of dumb about this, but I I, I do sort of want to make light of uh, a very serious and horrible situation. But you choose. Hey, I'm gonna go do all the drugs in a park with my buddy, and you decide. Hey, I'm gonna do like just the tiniest little bit, and that is what causes you to overdose. And it's because your body wasn't ready for it. Your body was not preparing for it and you thought in your brain, "Oh, well I usually, you know, do this level, I'll do half of that and I'll still be fine." No, no, no. Half of that is still a lethal dose, but your body has built up that tolerance and it understands, "Hey, I'm in this I'm in this area. I know what's happening. Let's get ready because this is this is this is about to go down." And I think that was the same thing With him, because he was home in the same setting, drinking 12 to 18 beers, he was fine because his body knew, like, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going down. I, I totally get this. And then when he's out at a bar that he's never been at, his body wasn't ready for it. So I think that was the reason why he couldn't quite understand, like, why he got so drunk when he traveled and had such a high tolerance when he was at home. But... Anyway, I just thought that was fascinating, and so I wanted to share it all with you. But the the reason that he chose to uh, kind of change his ways, so he's got uh, you know he's, he's got a kid, got a son. I, I I forget how old he was. I I'd say probably in the seven to ten range, and they were talking about you know what what does your what does your parent do. For work, and his kid said, "My daddy drinks for his job." And while that's hilarious, and there's 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 plenty of like weird little kid, you know, drawings and and you know assignments and things that are again, you know, oh, it's kind of a joke. Oh, you know, uh, what what is what is your what is your mom's favorite? a uh, thing to do. What is her hobby? It's like, oh, my mommy drinks wine. That's her hobby. And it's like, yeah, okay. It's funny. It's, it's, it's cute, you know, but, but the thing is he, and he, he was easy, easily able to kind of explain it away. And, uh, you know, the teachers kind of understood like, oh, I get it, you know, cause he had, you know, was working for a beverage company at the time. So it made a hell of a lot of sense, but that was the moment that kind of he woke up a little bit and realized like, I got to stop doing this. I, I have to, I have to fix what I'm doing because all my kids are seeing is just a guy that drinks. And that's not, you know, the, the person that I want to be. And so thankfully, you know, fast forward a couple of years, the dude's doing phenomenal. Like he's been, uh, you know, sober for quite a while now. And, uh, cause he, again, he's kind of that extreme personality, which works really well in sales. Uh, he's kind of an all or nothing kind of guy. So it's not like he, you know, pumped the brakes and just said, yeah, I'll have, you know, I'll go from 18 down to, you know, five and then five down to two. And then, uh, you know, two down to, you know, I'll just drink socially when we go out and I'll just get, you know, one cocktail or two beers or whatever. No, he straight up was like, I'm done, cold turkey. And uh, he's completely changed his life, which is fantastic. He's He's doing amazing things. I I I envy him in in many ways because he had the strength to make it through all that. But there's a lot of people out there that they kind of let their vices control them. And so booze obviously that's that's an easy one. I think a lot of people you know kind of look to you know alcohol as as a great escape as a as a great equalizer. And and I find it interesting because you know, when I was, when I was younger, alcohol was totally fine. Like that was the thing, you know, you're, uh, my, my grandpa would have a beer with dinner, you know, every single day. And while, you know, that's really not that bad, you know, it was that, that one constant thing. And my grandma at one point she was doing like, Hey, you know, I'll have a, a glass of red wine with dinner. That's, you know, they say it's good for heart health and, and so on and so forth. She never had anything wrong with her heart. So maybe she was right. Or maybe there was just nothing wrong with her heart in the first place. And the wine really did nothing, but I guess we'll never know. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting though, because obviously there's, there's all of this, you know, you know, alcohol, alcohol, you know, buy it, drink it, you know, drink responsibly. And then, you know, with, you know, THC and CBD and marijuana industry, you know, it's like, that was a criminalized drug. And so now we're kind of getting into that space where it's, you know, it's better, it's better for you, it's cleaner. And, you know, if you're kind of going into the you know edibles side of things like it's it's you know better for you than smoking or vaping or you know whatever. And so I do find it interesting that there's there is becoming a bit of a shift and th- the last two jobs that I started with they did not drug test. At the time I was not uh I you know I was not using any type of you know any any drugs or anything like that and mainly it was because i know when i'm getting ready to leave a company and if i start applying for jobs i cut all of that out because i have this feeling in the back of my brain they're going to take me in for some kind of drug test i need to be clean as a whistle so that i could get this job and get out of what i'm doing now because i'm not happy for whatever reason whether it's you know toxic situation or i don't feel challenged or I see the company going down the tubes, and I just got to get out before it takes me down with it, and then I'm unemployed, trying to find something. And when you're unemployed, fi- trying to find a job is it, it's terrible. It's next to impossible. So anyway, that you know, it, you know, it's it's interesting just to kind of see that that shift. You know, alcohol is totally fine. You know, marijuana is not. I, I have since met quite a few people that are definitely more uh, in the weed camp. A lot of them live in states where it is, you know, 100% legalized for recreational use. So it's easier for them to to consume it. And so I fully respect them. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, I think it's great. You know, go for it, man. I will be more than happy to join you in your consumption, in your partaking, and have a good time. Again, un- unwind, relax. Um, So, you know, to me, like, weed is, is one of those where... It's it's tamer than alcohol. It can be considered a vice. You can abuse it. You can use it too much or rely on it too much. But I think that, you know, because it's still in its new stage that it's, it's kind of OK. Um, cocaine, on the other hand, now that is something that it has seen a little bit of a recession in the sales world recently. Uh, or maybe people just aren't offering it to me, and and maybe that's maybe that's why I I'm, I'm not exposed to it as much. But I do think that 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 is something that it was a was very much you know an 80s 90s drug, and you know I think a lot of people now you know back in back in the 90s Red Bull really wasn't a thing, you know Monster really wasn't a thing. So if you wanted you know energy and and power, and you know if you wanted to be able to to work your ass off as long as possible and as late into the night as you could, you just took a bump of Coke and you were ready to go. Now we have so many different caffeinated beverages that can just fuel us with, uh, you know, the heart of a hummingbird and you know, you could, you can do your job as well as you can. Hell, you can mix vodka and Red Bull together and you can have an upper and a downer at the same time. So you just feel like you're bouncing on a trampoline the more that you have. And yes, I was uh I was consuming alcohol during the days of for Loco when it was caffeinated and I think it was 12% back then. I think it's 14 now. But yeah, I mean that was that was something that um you know, it was it was kind of nice because you know, you were you were able to drink longer because you could stay awake longer. Uh, I don't recommend, you know, doing much of that now because really, I mean, as much as energy drinks are coming out with, you know, more and more flavors and I know monster did like a ginger mule at one point, essentially pretty much telling people, put this in a, in a, in a copper mug with ice and vodka and, you know, squeeze a lime, maybe a, a little mint leaf in it and boom, you've got yourself a, a caffeinated cocktail. While that's fine. I think the CBD cocktails are are more the trend. And once, you know, marijuana becomes fully legal throughout the country. You know, THC will kind of take that place. And so instead of people doing, you know, cocktails with caffeine, it's going to be cocktails with, you know, CBD, with THC. And you're going to have, you know, like some massive chill sessions with, you know, cocktails and stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that, honestly. I'm ready to embrace that experience because now you've got two things that are going to help you kind of calm down they're going to be working together so you don't have to consume as much and you'll be you'll be ready to go man i'm i'm totally down for that so anyway um like i said you know cocaine is kind of you know falling out of of popularity you know when it comes to to sales i, I don't i haven't really seen too much with you know meth or or heroin I, there are some folks that i know that uh you know, were, were kind of addicted to heroin. A lot of it was really more, you know, pain based and they were, you know, they had trouble with opioids and then kind of progressed into heroin and uh, haven't talked to those people in a while. So I'm not hundred percent sure, you know, where they are now, but I do know that that was not, not the best of transitions, but didn't, it, it wasn't necessarily the industry that caused them to do that. It was something else. That caused them to do that, which is still not okay. And given the time frame, I think if you know marijuana was legalized at the time, maybe that could have been an alternative, and it could have kept them from going down this path. Not that I'm you know like Mr. Four Twenty Spokesman, but I you know I I enjoy it. It's it's something that uh, you know I I use on not on a regular basis but as a you know kind of a little a little treat a little, little way for me to relax cbd is is more uh, something that i'd readily use mainly because it's popping up in you know seltzers everywhere and i'm a sucker for a new carbonated beverage honestly like i i tried nitro pepsi a uh, little bit ago like kind of right when it came out and i'm not a pepsi person and i honestly i liked it is it because of the gimmick probably Am I going to get it again? If I can find it, sure. I might grab one every now and again. Uh, I got the regular one and the vanilla one. I preferred the vanilla one, but that's mainly because I don't like the taste of Pepsi. So anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so those, you know, from a hard drug perspective, I don't really think that's, you know, there's not, it's not the industry that, that you know, directly correlates to those things. I think people kind of have, uh, you know, their addictions on the side for their own reasons. And, and you know what? Um... You know, that's, that's fine. It, that's their choice. I, I will say, though, that there are other vices that I don't think people necessarily consider. And one of them is food. Um, and, and honestly, I, I am currently in a very unhealthy relationship with food. And honestly, it's because I have had access to... Free bar food, fast food, you know, cheap crap food. I have had access to that through a company expense account for the, the last 10 years. And that's not great. And I, I do, when I can, I do try to pick healthy options on some of these menus. I do try to, I'll, you know, I'll go to a grocery store, I'll get a salad, I'll get produce. You know, um, I hate to say this, but... Chipotle, Five Guys, and Panera have kind of saved me in in a, in a lot of different ways. I'll throw McAllister's in there, too, because they've got some pretty decent salads. Those are places that I will frequently go to because, you know, uh, Chipotle has their, like, lifestyle bowls. And there's, you know, healthier stuff in there. And, you know, you can get soup and salad from, you know, Panera. And kind of the same thing with you know, McAllister's, you can get a giant potato and you can put healthy stuff on there. You don't have to do, you know, cheese, sour cream, and bacon. You know, you could throw, you know, tomatoes and black olives and, you know, whatever on there. And if you, you know, I, I, I have started bringing my own salad dressing. Yeah. I know that's lame, but you know, that kind of helps, you know, bring my own salad dressing. I don't have to use theirs. I kind of know what the calorie count is. So I'm easy, you know, easy to kind of dial in there, but I do have a very unhealthy relationship with food and I'm trying to fix that. And that is something that a lot of people that is their that is their vice. And I will give you an example. This was a few years ago, but I was I was working with one of my one of my he's he's one of my close friends now, but at the time, you know, we were just kind of coworkers. We were uh you know, we were we were, we we're fine. It wasn't like we were, you know, super best buds back then, but we were you know, we were, we were work friends, you know, back then. And so we were, uh, like working in the same city together. This was at the company where we had to share hotels. And so we shared a hotel. We went out to dinner, had a a massive meal. It was delicious. And I kind of forget what we were having, but it was, it was huge. It was great. We were satisfied, full. It was fantastic. You know, paid for it on the company card, no big deal. I think he picked up the tab for dinner because, like, his was the closest territory. So, again, totally fine. Well, after dinner, we went back to uh, the hotel and pretty much in the hotel's parking lot. I mean, there was a small little divider between the, uh, you know, the the gas station or, you know, and and the hotel. But there was a gas station right there. We ran over and grabbed the oil can of fosters so i I think it's like 25 ounces and it's kind of that short can grabbed a can of fosters and we grabbed uh either it was a uh, a 32 ounce can of high life or a couple of cans of twisted tea and i think i'm going to say it was a couple of cans of twisted tea high life was usually uh in the rotation because a lot of times high life would be two for something so you'd get yourself either a 40 or you get yourself a 32 ounce can of high life for like under five bucks you get two of them for under five bucks hell of a deal and perfect for when you choose to uh tailgate in the parking lot of a hotel or just sort of take it up to your room and brown bag it and just hang out and chill which was what we ended up doing that night so we uh we had our meal we had our 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 drinks and our snacks i think we got you know some like a you know Snickers Twix or you know whatever just just something you know sweet. Uh, during that time, we were all very much into raiding the the pantry at the hotel. You know the little little corner where they've got you know the freezer, the cooler section, and then you know random candy. And I'm sure some of it has been there for years because I, I've never had a harder Skittle than a, a pack that I've gotten from a hotel. Uh, and that was during the days where we would rate it for ice cream bars. You know, the Snickers ice cream, the Haagen-Dazs. Uh, if they had dibs, you know, we were we were grabbing those. I don't think dibs have existed for a very long time. It was essentially little little cubes of ice cream covered in chocolate. It was good. Um, so, yeah, we, we had a, a huge meal. We had beers. We had uh, snacks. And then at one point... We were kind of chatting about stuff and was like, "Hey, you kind of hungry?" Like, "Yeah, actually a little bit." So we ordered a pizza and cheesy bread. Pizza arrives, and now this is this is definitely one of the fatter things that I've done in my life, and it was definitely we got the pizza. Each of us got like a side or what, you know, whatever, you know, cheese curds and then, you know, like cheesy bread or garlic knots or something. We each took one or the other. How's that? It snarfed it down as quickly as possible. And then, uh, and then there was the pizza. And so we ate probably like one third of the pizza between the two of us. And then we were done. We were tapped out. We ended up both passing out with the lights on, the TV on, and then the pizza box was open on the floor between both of us. And the best part about that whole thing and the worst part about it Is I remember, yeah, I think we passed out at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Fast forward a couple of hours, I woke up and I saw the pizza box on the floor. And while I'm still in bed, I reach down, grab a couple of pieces of pizza, eat them, and then immediately go back to sleep. And no, I did not have weird nightmares that night. I, I rarely remember my dreams because I live my dreams. No, I'm just kidding. So that that was definitely one of those moments where I am not proud of it, and that is a representation of a bad relationship with food. So food is definitely something that can become a vice, can become something of comfort, and especially in traveling sales, it is hard to actively try to eat healthy. Because you're surrounded by restaurants, you're surrounded by crap food you're surrounded by uh, you know uh drive throughs and plus after after a long day or after being on the road you just want to grab something easy you just want to run through the drive-thru grab something and just be done and you can't you can't tell me that you would not feel that same way given the circumstances so it is definitely something that you actively have to do a lot of People that are in traveling sales gain, you know, I guess what you could call like the freshman 15, which ends up being, you know, the sophomore uh, 45. But again, it's you got to be careful. And even if you try to do, you know, the the gyms in hotels, you know, some of them are better than others. And and plus, I don't know. I mean, even even though I know that they probably clean them pretty well, I would rather go to, you know, a, a gym chain. And kind of go from from there because I don't know I, God knows how often they clean those those weight rooms in, in some of these hotels that I've stayed in. So yeah, that's that's one. And then another one that I don't think many people will even consider because I think a lot of us, a lot of us partake and we don't really talk about it that often because it's kind of taboo. Uh, is porn? There, I, I mean. When when you're traveling on the road and whether you're with someone or not, you you will have some kind of feeling of loneliness. you will have you will start to miss human touch, human interaction. So you end up kind of falling down that porn rabbit hole. And uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting because I've talked to so many different sales folks, and usually this is a topic that you have to bring up after people are a little a little drunk because then they're more uh, they're more open about that kind of stuff. But so many people will just tell me like, oh yeah, no, I you know, I'll masturbate like four times in a day in a hotel and you know, I, I have my you know my, my porn playlist that I've picked out specifically. Uh, there are, I, I knew a guy who really went down the, the road of like, like cam girls and ended up spending a crap ton of money on it. And I I, I mean that, and, and unfortunately when that becomes your standard, it's really hard to go back and it's really hard to kind of roll it back to just, you know, regular videos And then even further rolling it back to just images, and then rolling it even further back to uh, your imagination or magazines, whatever you would think your your natural progression is. I kind of put that in the same air as pictures, but you know, I I, and it's and it's. I've also had a, a a friend that was like seriously into kind of the OnlyFans craze, and still is. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it every, every now and again, but I mean, really only fans is sort of a subsect of amateur porn that people are really getting into. And, and I, you know, I mentioned this in a previous episode that I think a lot of people are leaving their jobs to become content creators. That was one of the contents or that was one of the, you know, the, the platforms that I think a lot of people have left to go do, you know, there's people that are saying, I would rather sell pictures of my butthole online then put up with my boss's shit. So, you know, and, and that's totally fine. Like if that, if you feel comfortable, I am I am so self-conscious about my physical appearance that yeah, I would absolutely love to have the confidence to even just do an OnlyFans for my feet. But I am, I am so not even in that, I am so far from something like that it never would happen, and and that's why I have to do something like this. Do I expect monetary compensation for this? Absolutely not. Would I love it? Of course I would. I would absolutely love to be able to do something like this part time. I enjoy my job, but I would absolutely love a secondary source of income where I can be creative and have fun, and you know earn something from that. Whether it's you know streaming, you know video games, or or cooking, or, or doing this, or whatever. I think it'd be fantastic. I'm I'm jealous of those that get to do this and, and you know, make a living off of it. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. There's, there's, there's so much out there. There's so many options out there. And if you are, you know, if you're in a hotel, if you're by yourself, that temptation is overwhelming at times. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, you're like, well, you know, whatever. Even if you, because, you know, some people, do not feel comfortable, you know, in their own homes, doing stuff like that. People don't feel comfortable being in their own homes, and you know, like you know, masturbating, rubbing one out, rubbing one in, whatever uh, your plumbing is, because they don't want their partner to catch them. They don't want, uh, you know, because they don't want them to feel bad, you know. And and I I totally get that. I understand that. Realistically, I think you know, uh, couples that that, you know, either watch porn together or masturbate together or, you know, whatever. I think that's, I think that's very healthy for a relationship, not only because you kind of get to see what they do and then you can mimic that on them later because now you're kind of understanding what their preferences and what their styles are. And I think that's, that's fantastic. It's a great way to learn, but at the same time too, it is, it it's, it's an interesting way to share something with your partner that so many of us view as taboo so many people are like you know porn is immoral uh how could you do that you know to yourself you're you're you know you're damaging yourself you're um you know whatever whatever the 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 current uh, you know topics of conversation around it are it's it's it's, it's natural i mean it, it's it, you know literally I forget if this is an actual experiment or if this was something that was brought up in a movie, but this comes to mind where it's like if you give a a lab rat, you know, if you put an electrode in a lab rat's brain and you give them a button to push that will give them an orgasm and then another button to push that will give them food, they will push the orgasm button until they die of starvation. And if that's not an actual uh, test, I 100% believe it. I 100% believe... That that is the case because, what a way to go! I mean, honestly, and so you know, I, I I think it's interesting because what what is kind of a repercussion of that is if you spend so much time getting caught up in this this fantasy world that you are creating and you're you're hiding it essentially because you know you're on the road, and you're hiding it from your partner. And, you know, it, but it's exciting, you know, because you're like, oh, man, you know, uh, you know, sneaking around kind of a thing. You know, it's, it is exciting. The problem is if you keep doing that, you keep creating a, a sort of an unrealistic expectation, then you're going to start having performance trouble at home. It, it, it can happen, not to everybody, but it can happen. And, you know, I've, I've had a few people that I've talked to that this has become an issue in their marriage because now, you know, it it really truly has become, I prefer, you know, self-love over their love because, you know, we've got kids, we don't really have time for it. So I would much rather, you know, do it, you know, go down the do it yourself route and be done in, you know, five minutes instead of trying to take 45 minutes to, you know, struggle my way through something that I'm not really going to enjoy in, in, in the end of it. And, and to me, that's a problem of communication, but there's also, you also kind of get what I call porn brain. I think, I think that's a thing. Um, but you get porn brain where you can only become aroused from, you know, specific types of porn. And I don't know about you. And I, again, I, you know, I apologize if this is too much information for you, but, um, like I said this was a not safe for worth not safe for work conversation so I hope anybody listening is over 18 but i there are there have been moments <laughs> where you 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 go down you go down the 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 video rabbit hole and you start clicking on things that are suggested to you and you end up getting to a video that's just really weird. Like it's kind of, it's kind of outside your comfort zone or it's not really a, a kink or a fetish that you subscribe to, but your curiosity has peaked. And now because it's new and different, like that, that kind of excites you. So now you now it's like you're, 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 you know, you're jacking it to something that you would never think of doing in you know at all and then it's either that is now the path that you go down and you're constantly trying to one-up yourself and then that's how you progress from you know images into you know videos into subscription services into uh you know cam girls into only fans you know that there is a progression because you sort of desensitize yourself to certain things and then you have to keep upping the game so that you can so that you can get that nut and I don't know about you but I have definitely had an experience where you know you you hit the climax and you instantly are like that was not worth it that was not worth that was not worth the time that was not worth the effort I kind of feel worse about myself now and now I have to start my day or now I have to 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 lie here and be in my own head about this and try to fall asleep, which is not going to happen because now I'm going to think about and break this down over and over and over again and try to, you know, rationalize the fact that I'm not a terrible person and everybody does this. And and again, that's, that's the thing, you know, when, especially because we don't talk about it a lot, I think with, with porn, it's so easy to rationalize it because you assume that everybody does it. You assume that everybody has uh the same kink if not, you know, similar kinks than you do. And yet the problem is when when people uh like try to open up about something that's very intimate about themselves and and people hate on it so hardcore, uh, then I mean that that you can shut down almost immediately. Uh there's a there's a person that I knew kind of casually as, as a group, like sort of a a friend within a group of friends, you know, like you're not super close to them, but you know, you've hung out a bunch of times and and they're sort of, you know, they're adjacent to your life and and you know about them. And if they were like, Hey, Annie, you'd take me home from the airport. You're like, yeah, sure. You'd be kind of annoyed by it, but you're like, yeah, sure. Well, I ended up finding out that that person is actually a furry and, uh, I this is some, this is something that I, I don't don't really know much about I I've seen you know whatever the the coverage of you know Hollywood when they put it in uh, you know certain things just whether it's to make fun of it or whether it's to educate people either way that's not really a true anything in Hollywood is never a true representation of what it actually is even if it says based on true events there's still a lot of fluff stuff that they add to it to make it entertaining. So I found this out, and it was uh, myself and two other people that we were, you know, we we're all kind of chatting. We were saying something like, "Oh, you know," I'm sitting around a campfire and you know getting kind of lit. And again, it was you know, tell me a, a deep dark secret that you have, and that was theirs. And I I, I had questions because I I was like, "Oh, well, you know, how did you get into that? Like, that's really interesting. Like, what what does that entail? Like, I I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand, you know, fully." What's going on with this? And uh, yet the problem is I didn't get any of my questions answered because uh, the two people, the other two people that were there, were just instantly ripping on them and uh, oh, That's weird. That's gross. You know, you're whatever. And, and, that, and that's not okay. Like I understand if you're uncomfortable about that. Just say that. Like, whoa, uh, this this makes me feel uncomfortable. And so I'm gonna walk away. If you guys want to keep talking about this. Or I would appreciate it if you guys could just not talk about this because this makes me feel weird. And I don't know, I don't I don't want to like it. Or maybe they do. Maybe it's in the back of their brain and they just don't want to be judged for it. And they don't know how to process their own feelings. That's usually the case. Um But again, like that is some and, and being a furry does not necessarily fall it doesn't it doesn't have to fall under the, the porn umbrella, but it often does. And so you know that is one of those things that again you you start kind of pushing yourself further and further onto the outskirts of you know going from vanilla to i don't know pastrami flavored ice cream like you know you really get into just some weird some weird stuff um and and honestly you know i, I want to say that it's okay i want to i want to you know i want you to know that it, it is fine uh i think that any any vice that's out there uh, you know if you use the moderation rule you should be perfectly fine we, you know we as humans are as a part of our whole experience is that we want to we want to experience happiness we want to experience pleasure and for some people that's different you know some people it is uh, you know reading a really good book Other people, it could be just taking a big fat dong. Like, and that's fine. That is totally fine. If that's, you know, how you get joy and if that's how you celebrate uh, yourself and your life, then go for it. Do it. There's so much crap in this world. There's so much negativity. If you can find an oasis of happiness, then fucking go for it. So, you know... But I, I do I do feel, though, that you have to be careful with that. Whether it's a piece of pizza, whether, well, I mean, not a piece of pizza, but whether it's a whole pizza on the floor of a hotel room after you've had a massive dinner, drinks and dessert, and then some other thing. If, whether it's that or you're spending more money than you need to on alcohol, on drugs, on, on, on heroin, on, uh, on porn, on anything. I mean, it could even get down to, you know, the collectible level. Like if you are getting that rush off of just buying stuff, and I know we all do, we all enjoy buying something new. There is a there is a rush of endorphins that you get from that that's purchase satisfaction. It's why the show hoarders exists, and I, again, these are all these are all vices. These are all ways that we are trying to chase that positive feeling. And as long as it doesn't rule your life, as long as you're you're cautious and you do it in moderation, I say you do you. You enjoy yourself. You enjoy your life. And but do be careful. Do be careful. Uh, so with all that, I, I do kind of want to wrap it up a little bit, but I, I do want to take this moment to ask you guys a question. I do want to know, do you prefer the not safe for worth con- not safe for work content? I know that this was not really so I you know, I didn't go too far. I mean I, I think I, I dropped a fuck in there at one point. I you know said shit a couple of times. you know we're talking about you know porn and drugs and and booze and shit like that. And I could have gone a little a little further, a little a little bit more extreme. I'm I'm more than happy to do that if that is uh, reoccurring content that you would like. I do still want to stick to what I feel like I do best, and that is talking about you know common situations, different things that I have experienced, and also trying to spread a positive message for everyone that's out there because. I, there's there is so much negativity in this world that finding any type of uh happiness which again kind of what we talked about today finding any kind of happiness is you know getting that getting that golden ticket and going to Willy Wonka's factory and i know that that was a very popular you know book and a couple of movies but having some weird creepy old guy send out uh, non-edible things in candy bars so that children could come over and hang out granted the parents were there but i mean literally the whole process was that he just he brutalized those kids like you know the one almost drowned in a river of chocolate and then you know one was like you know turned into a blueberry and uh i forget what happened to mike tv in i know in in the in the johnny depp version he uh he got really small. I forget. I think, I think it was the same thing in the other one. Uh, that, that section kind of gets a little, like after they, after, you know, Charlie and Grandpa Joe drink the fizzy lifting drink, I, I, I kind of forget what happens after that. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe my attention span goes away. But anyway, uh, <laughs> very far left turn there anyway if, if however you want to uh, consume your happiness it, it, it's it's fine by me just don't let it control you don't let it change you because you are an awesome person whether you realize it or not you have the potential in you to not only make yourself happy but to make so many other people around you happy and enjoy their lives now you're not going to get to everybody but even if you get to one person every single day, that that is a great success. That is a way to make your mark on this world and forever be remembered, in my opinion, throughout time and space. So on that super deep note, please consider what I said uh, about, you know, do you like the... Do you like the not safe for work content? Do you want me to go a little raunchier? Do you want me to keep up what I'm doing on a regular basis? I want to hear from you. Please reach out to me through the email in my bio. I will also put a poll. And uh, I might as well throw a question out there as well. Just to see, you know, what kind of responses we get back. And uh, yeah, I I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're, you're... positive in the mental health category if you haven't hydrated today drink a drink a glass of water and uh try to get some sleep and try to enjoy it hopefully your dreams will come true. and uh with all that being said thank you so much for joining me and i'll see you in the next episode